They say third time's a charm. Well, the XFL is back for their third season. I had a lot of fun not only watching this league, but covering the XFL during their brief 2020 season, which got cut short midway due to COVID-19. You had guys such as Taylor Heineke and PJ Walker making the name for themselves, which they eventually ended up getting afforded the opportunity to go to the NFL. We've seen P.J. Walker starting a couple of games for the Carolina Panthers, and Taylor Heineke has been the on-and-off starter for the Washington Commanders. I'm really excited about this league coming back, and I'm here to tell you guys everything you need to know about the XFL's 2023 return. But before we get into it, if you haven't already, make sure that you like the video, subscribe to the channel. We upload NFL and college football content daily. Make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast. Every single video that is uploaded on the YouTube channel is available in audio format on all podcasting platforms. Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find the JT Sports Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, Leave us with a five-star review. We will greatly appreciate it. And share this episode with your friends, family members, and acquaintances because we need to get more people talking about the XFL. There's people asking, what am I, what, what I'm going to do with the NFL season being over? How am I going to get my football fixed? This is it. Watching the XFL. So for those of you guys who have a little bit of familiarity with this league, you probably would know that it used to be owned by Vince McMahon. He no longer owns it. He sold it to The Rock, Danny Garcia, and Redbird Capital. Now, you still do have your same 10-game schedule with no bye weeks. You still do have the same amount of teams at eight split into four team conferences. And we're going to start off with talking about the teams in the XFL North. You have the D.C. Defenders the Seattle Dragons, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and the Las Vegas Vipers, formerly known as the Tampa Bay Vipers. But they got relocated to Las Vegas, which I think was a pretty good move. Las Vegas has a pretty big market and an incredibly huge fan base when it comes to football up there. When you move to the XFL South, you have the Arlington Renegades, formerly known as the Dallas Renegades. The Houston Roughnecks still are the same. They're located in the same place with the same name. The Orlando Guardians, they formerly were in New York during the 2020 XFL season. They got moved to Orlando. Orlando is a really good spot. Orlando is kind of an underrated city. When it comes to professional sports, there's a lot of things to do. There's a lot of tourist attraction. So, of course, it kind of makes sense to put a team in Orlando. And then you have the San Antonio Brahmas. When it comes to the head coaches that you're going to see in the XFL, you're going to see a lot. You're going to see some coaches that you may recognize from college football, such as former longtime Oklahoma Sooners head coach Bob Stoops, who returns for his second stint as the head coach of the Renegades. You have former longtime defensive coordinator and former NFL head coach Wade Phillips, who is the head coach of the Houston Roughnecks, one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of the sport. And then you have former players who don't really have a lot of 
coaching experience, such as Terrell Buckley, who is going to be the head man of the Orlando Guardians. He spent 14 years as a cornerback in the NFL. He was a Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers. And he also had a storied college career at Florida State. He actually is in the College Football Hall of Fame. When it comes to his coaching experience, he has served as the cornerback's coach for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Louisville, and Akron. The Las Vegas Vipers head coach, a lot of you guys should recognize this name, Rod Woodson, NFL Hall of Fame defensive back, notably played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the 49ers, the Ravens, and the Raiders. He doesn't have a lot of coaching experience. He served as the Raiders defensive backs and cornerbacks coach during their 2011 season. Then he came back and was on their staff from 2015 to 2017. You got Heinz Ward, which all of us should know who Heinz Ward is. The Pittsburgh Steelers, great former Super Bowl MVP. He was a offensive assistant for the New York Jets in 2019. And most recently... He was part of Willie Taggart's staff when he was the head coach of Florida Atlantic University during their 2021 season. Jim Haslett, former head coach of the New Orleans Saints from 2000 to 2005, and he was the head coach of formerly known as the St. Louis Rams for one season in 2008. Anthony Beck, out of all of the XFL head coaches, he probably has the least amount of coaching experience. He has coached a little bit in the NFL PA Bowl. He served as the tight ends coach for the San Diego Fleet and the now extinct AAF. How many of you guys remember the Alliance of American Football League, which kind of kick-started the XFL coming back and then led to the USFL? Then the last coach that we have of the DC Defenders is head coach, Reggie Barlow, who also served as the head man for Alabama State from 2007 to 2014. And then he became the head coach of Virginia State from 2016 to 2021. Why I love the XFL so much, though, is because of the rules. If you haven't watched an XFL game and you have just watched college football and the NFL for the majority of your life, you're going to love these rules. When it comes to extra points in the XFL, you can't kick field goals. You have to go for an extra point try. You can get one point if you convert from the two-yard line. A five-yard conversion is worth two points. And then if you convert from the 10-yard line, you end up getting three points. So those are the extra point tiers. Those replace extra point kicks. So instead of kicking field goals, you just go for an extra point try. You can try to get one point from two yards out, two points from five yards out. And then if you convert from 10 yards out, that's three points. And of course, the defense is awarded the same amount of points if they end up getting a score from a interception or from a fumble recovery. When it comes to the game clock, you're going to have a 35-second play clock which begins following the previous play the clock will start following incomplete passes or out of bounds plays prior to the two minute warning of either half the clock will stop following first downs after the two minute warning of each half 
Every game is going to have a 10-minute halftime period, and each team gets three timeouts per half. But my favorite rules probably are the kickoff rules. Teams begin play five yards apart, kicking team at the opponent's 35-yard line, and the return team will line up at their own 30-yard line. Teams will have two options if they want to regain possession of the football after scoring. You can go for an onside kick at any point of the game. Or if you're in the fourth quarter, you can attempt to get the ball back by converting a fourth and 15 conversion from your own 25-yard line. Now, remember, you can only attempt the fourth and 15 conversion from your own 25 in the fourth quarter only versus being able to attempt an onside kick at any point during the game. They also have the ability to throw double forward passes. If a team completes a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, that team may throw a second forward pass as long as the ball has not crossed the line of scrimmage. Once the ball has passed the line of scrimmage, no forward passes are permitted. The first pass may fall incomplete rather than becoming a fumble lateral. Now, their overtime rules are way too lit. As a matter of fact, the NFL could take some notes from the XFL when it comes to their overtime rules. So when any XFL game goes to overtime, both teams will alternate taking attempts from the opponent's five-yard line. Each team gets three attempts, two points per score, until a winner is decided. And for those of you guys who were really upset with the officiating that you saw in the Super Bowl between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, ooh, you're going to love this. So they have a centralized replay with all plays subject to review from the replay official. Replay may correct errors on non-reviewable plays, player safety at any point during the game, and any issue in the last five minutes of regulation, including overtime as well. Head coach may challenge one on-field ruling per game, including those involving a foul or potential foul. So you can challenge penalties in the XFL. Imagine, imagine if the Philadelphia Eagles could have challenged that James Bradbury holding call. Does it get overturned? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But the ability to challenge penalties is something that the NFL most definitely should be able to adapt. If you can challenge plays, why can't you challenge calls? Referees get it wrong all the time. Well, not all the time, but they are human, so they do make mistakes. So therefore, why not give a team the ability to challenge a bad call and potentially get it overturned? The NFL could learn some things from the XFL. And the final ruling made by the designated the designated members of the officiating department are made in the central location booth. So when it comes to instant replay, you're going to have a centralized replay area. I don't think they have the sky judge here. In 2020, they had a sky judge who was responsible for reviewing plays and overturning everything. But now they just have a centralized replay, which I don't know where they're stationed. I don't think they're stationed anywhere in the stadium. I think it's like a location that they're at and they just watch everything. And that's where they give the referees at the games the signals. Hey, you need to overturn this. You need to do that. 
So I like that XFL's approach when it comes to the ability to challenge penalties or fouls, potentially with the ability to get them overturned. And then you have a centralized replay which pretty much is able to correct any errors that are made on the field during the game by the refs. Now, how much do these XFL players get paid, JT? Tell us about the moolah. How much are these guys making? Well, they're making a base salary of 59000 and they get paid 5000 per game with an additional $1,000 if they win. So you get incentivized for winning, and plus you get a pretty good salary. I do think that the XFL has a higher salary than the CFL and the USFL, which is why a lot of the better players from the USFL ended up coming over to the XFL. Now, the most important thing, when does this thing start and how can we watch it, JT? Well, I'm glad you asked. The NFL season just ended. And many of you guys are, you're craving for some football because seven Eight months of no football is way too long for you. Well, you don't have to wait too long to see some football because the XFL kicks off this Saturday, February 18th. 10-game schedule, no bye week. You can watch the XFL on ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, ESPN+, and FX. Don't know how many of you guys use FX. I don't even know what the hell is on FX, but... You can find XFL football on FX, but those are all the places where you can watch the XFL. Of course, they do have a YouTube channel. They have an app. Make sure that you guys go ahead and download it, the XFL app so you can stay up to date with all of the news concerning the XFL. Get updates when games start. They don't have fantasy football yet. But you do have some websites out there that may host like some XFL fantasy football stuff. And another app that I suggest you guys checking out for the diehard XFL fans out there, download XFL News Hub. They are, they're really good when it comes to giving you up-to-date stuff on everything that's going on around the league. And then make sure to give a follow to... XFL analyst on Instagram. He's probably is the biggest XFL news page on social media. He also breaks USFL news as well. Give him a follow. So those are all the places you need to go if you want to find out more information about the XFL news, injuries, breaking news, all that good stuff. They also have a partnership with the Indoor Football League. The Indoor Football League is their farm league or If you guys remember or you guys know how the NBA G League works, it's kind of similar to that. So that's everything that you need to know about the XFL's 2023 return. And I'm going to be uploading more videos and more content throughout the week as we inch closer to the opening kickoff of the 2023 XFL season. I appreciate you guys for listening to this video or this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. Rather, you're watching it on any podcasting service or on YouTube. I greatly appreciate it. Make sure that you go ahead, share this video or share this episode on your social media pages with your friends, family members, and acquaintances. And tell them that, hey, football season isn't over yet. The NFL season is over, but we got XFL. 
And if you're wondering, JT, why the hell should I tune in to watch the XFL? I'm going to tell you guys shortly in another video that I have coming up. You got to stay tuned, but make sure that you guys go ahead and subscribe to the JT Sports Podcast. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. And let me know, are you going to be watching the XFL this year? Will you tune in? Will you not? Let me know down in the comment section down below. I appreciate you for tuning in.